All right, welcome to today's episode. I'm your host, CJ. I use he or they pronouns. And today, uh, Imani and I will just be kind of having a somewhat stream of consciousness discussion about various aspects um, at the intersection of uh, being black and being trans. Um, I think there's so many different aspects under that umbrella that it's, you know, certainly can't be covered in, you know, one episode of a podcast, but uh, got to start somewhere, and I think it's uh, a good place to start. We get into topics around coming out to ourselves, to others, um, trying to navigate family, all of those things around Uh, the trans experience and how that relates to um, being a black person uh, in America, at least uh, from my perspective, at least as far as that goes. And um, for right now, uh, if you have any feedback for the show, if you have any questions or comments, you can uh, leave a voice message through the Anchor platform, uh, which is the primary platform. Uh, that this podcast is launched from, and uh, you may uh, even hear your voice message played in a future episode. So definitely, definitely hit us up if you are interested in that. So without further ado, here's today's discussion. So we're here with Imani, uh, pronouns he, him, and I'll give Imani a chance to uh, introduce uh, anything that he's working on and that he has going on uh, right now. All right. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Um, so, you know, my name's Imani and um, I'm I'm a writer as well. So I write articles and stuff. So um, also I do a little bit of photography and stuff. And uh yeah, and I'm trans, so it's a unique experience, I would say. Um, not not the writer part, but just the trans part, because I do live in the South. I live in a very conservative area, and um, yeah, it's uh, it's being black and trans, and then living in the South is definitely something where <laughs> I guess you can have like a it t- it's like it's everything is almost like the embodiment. It's like you almost feel like you're an outsider, you know. Um, but I guess I wanted to kind of really just talk about like my experience a little bit as, as being like a black trans guy. Um, pretty much growing up, I always thought like, you know, I was raised to know like boy was like blue. They played for, with trucks and all that. Girls wore dresses and like the color pink and for me I never like I didn't want I I didn't like either you know I just felt like I just wanted blocks like I just wanted to build stuff you know I wasn't someone that I never really felt like I fit in any gender box you know um so I pretty much just went throughout my childhood just kind of not really caring just pretty much just doing what I want I never saw gender as something that was important to me 
um, in my early childhood. Um, but it wasn't really until I started going to like middle school and like high school where I started noticing like generals are definitely being more defined. Like, you know, people, you know, like kids having like crushes and dates and stuff, you know, and I was starting to realize like, I never really liked the guys. In fact, like, I felt like I wanted to be a guy. Like, I was like, I want to do the things that they did. You know, I, I never found myself, like, romantically, like, involved with them, you know? So that was, like, a weird experience because it was, like, it was one thing with my gender and it was, like, making me questioning, like, my sexuality. So I kind of just, like, pushed it off to the side, you know, whatever. And then, like, it wasn't until, I think, like, high school, like, um, I really started getting into, like, solidifying like coming into like terms of my identity and my sexuality and I identified at one point as a lesbian um and I was like I'm, I'm a girl I just like girls that's it there, there's nothing else after that you know and I started to realize that you know as far as like how I would express myself through like clothing and my mannerisms right I just thought like okay I'm just like a masculine woman and that's fine. But when I really started coming into my transness was, um, it, <laughs> it's crazy because like I was intimate with my girlfriend at the time. And I noticed that like, well, she noticed that I didn't want certain parts of my body to like being touched, like my chest area. I was really insecure about that. Like that was the number one place like I did not want like any attention drawn to. And, you know, she was asking me, like, why, you know, what's going on? And I was like, I don't know. You know, I was like, I just don't, that area I'm really insecure about. So, like, I, I literally, like, I, I went online, I typed in, like, you know, why do I hate my boobs? <laughs> literally. And I was like, you know, a lot of answers came up. I was on this forum. And then one of them popped up. It was like, oh, you could, you know, it's a type of dysphoria. And I was like, what? Like, I didn't know what that was. So, you know, I looked more into it. And it was like, gender dysphoria and I was like that kind of opened up like my mind a little bit more like okay I'm not crazy there's there's a thing for it you know and fast forward um I did a little bit more research I looked into it and I was like you know what maybe I'm not a woman and <laughs> fast forward to late I think it was like Christmas Eve last year around Christmas Eve, I came out as trans and it was pretty difficult. Not not like in terms of everyone else, like not accepting me, it was more difficult for myself because I still had a hard time believing it. And, um, but I think I'm in a better place right now because I'm learning to accept myself more and more each day, regardless of my, race or gender or sexuality so that's like a little bit of my story awesome yeah thanks for that intro i mean as you said i'm sure that's almost a pretty long intro yeah it's yeah i mean it's it takes a while <laughs> to lay it out there you know not everything fits in a soundbite and that's what's difficult about issues these days is people don't take the time to really sit and take the time that's needed to get into things you know yeah yeah i would say like yeah I, I related so much to what you you said like it's actually kind of creepy other than uh that i'm not from the south 
other than that, are pretty much related <laughs> yeah. to almost everything uh, that you said. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just like, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's like, I think a lot of us trans guys, like, um, at some point we're going to have to relate. It's like, we have unique experiences, of course, but there's like certain things that's like, we can all agree on. And I think it was like, as terms of like, maybe some of us having some type of disconnection for some of our, like with our body, you know, cause I just think of it like is a difference between like dysmorphia and dysphoria. And, you know, I think really what we need to do is like outline the, there's like the differences of it. Cause a lot of people I think um, are starting to look more into like, okay, like I had a friend that was like, um, she was thinking maybe she's, um, and I'm just, she wanted, or she or they, but I'm just going to use she, um, you know, that maybe she might be a trans guy because she just looked up gender dysphoria and was like checking off all the boxes. And I'm like, wait, let's slow down now. You know, let's not really self-diagnose ourselves here. You know, um, <clears throat> I think it takes time, really. I, I don't think you can just wake up with dysphoria one day, you know? But I think if you slowly start to kind of unpackage certain things and you realize, oh, this is why I acted like that. Oh, this is why I wore hoodies in 90 degree weather because I didn't want anyone to see my chest, you know, like stuff like that, rather than just like going on a WebMD search and then like going on WebMD and like looking up dysphoria and be like, yep, that's me, I'm trans. That necessarily didn't happen. I mean. I did look it up, but I like there was a lot of space in between time where I had to do a lot of self-reflection and figure out, is this really it? Because I think sometimes I can't speak for every trans person, but we have this feeling of like imposter syndrome where maybe we feel like we're lying. Maybe we're not who we say that we are. Maybe we're, you know, it, it can be kind of rough, but. I think that um, over time, you know, you'll develop more, you'll grow more into who you are. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's such a, a fine line because, like, I'm on the complete other side of that coin where I, you know, grew up not knowing anything at all about anything related to, like, any you know, LGBTQ issue at all, let alone, you know, trans issues. Yeah. And so, like, I'm on the side of where, like, it's shocking to me to see how young of uh, of kids nowadays are able to, like, get treatment and all that. But at the same time, like, even for myself, it's like, there's sometimes I see a kid and I'm like, you know, because, uh, like, personally... You know, I, I knew from a young age, I was like, this is not working out. Like, there's something going on here. But I didn't know what it was because I didn't have any information. And I just, I remember basically telling myself, like, through my teens and even into my 20s, like, well, just don't, you know, I don't want to do anything that could potentially have, you know, lasting consequences. So I'll just wait and see if maybe I, ch you know, change my mind and I wake up one day and I enjoy my body for some reason, even though I never had at all. Um, yeah. But it's, but on, yeah, it's like on the other hand, like 
yeah, you don't want to get into a situation where every like 12 year old is like, oh, I'm trans. Like, let's, you know, take steps that are potentially um, difficult to reverse. Um, and it's, and I think this topic is a sensitive one, especially in like the mainstream, mostly, you know, predominantly white, you know, trans and queer spaces where they don't seem to even want to talk about it because it's seen as almost like uh, gatekeeping in itself, which I mean, I obviously I don't support gatekeeping as it, you know, had been implemented. But I, like I said, I, I don't want, you know, um, people to just jump into it because then you end up with people who like detransitioned and then make that seem like, you know, kind of, yeah, I mean, almost make it look bad in a way because people, people who might have jumped into it too soon, you know, realize that it wasn't yeah. for them. So yeah, what are your so yeah. I was I'm intrigued by what you said about dysmorphia and dysphoria. So what would you say the the distinction is uh, there? I think, well, it's such it can it, it's a it's kind of a blurred blurred kind of thing because like gender dysphoria is like you're not it, the there's parts of your body that causes you discomfort which can lead into anxiety and depression but dysmorphia is like almost like think of people like with anorexia where they're like super thin but they still think of themselves as heavily overweight like their mind is telling them there's like a disconnection between their body and their mind really but that's just overall with their body gender dysphoria is like i don't like my chest because my chest is something that was born for females and that of which i am not so it's not all of my body, I might have gender dysphoria over, but it could be certain sex, sex, secondary sex characteristics that is causing discomfort. Whereas gender, I mean, excuse me, body dysmorphia could just be overall. Like think about like people with like eating disorders, for example, like there's like a disconnect with the body. With gender dysphoria, it's a disconnect with the body, but it's in terms of gender parts like parts of your you know genitalia and stuff like that so but as far as like touching on the other topic with you know gatekeeping and all that I am I'm fully against that because there's no one has the right to tell you like who's trans enough there's not like this guideline like yep you're trans like you have to go through all these steps everybody has like a you know a unique experience like no one transitions the same um but I definitely think people should really look more into like younger um, like kids just to look more into it and realize and think maybe this isn't gender dysphoria. Maybe it's something else masking, you know, masking as gender dysphoria. Um, but I knew I was trans only, and I can't speak for every trans, of course, but I'm just saying based on my experience, I knew I was trans because as I got older and certain first of all I, I knew that I didn't want to be called like she or her but I necessarily didn't want to be called him so that was kind of like starting like me questioning it you know and I took steps but I think like for younger people especially like I'm talking about like kids like maybe like 
five, ten, you know, I think she they should definitely look into it. And the parents are have to be super like diligent and making sure that they're before they put their kid on any permanent, you know, you know, going if they're going the medical route before they're doing any uh, hormones or puberty blockers to really unpack and really think about what is actually going on to make their child think that they might be trans. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, to me, it's like, like, what I think of is kind of just applies to a lot of things in culture. Now, it's almost like the instant gratification thing, like people just want to like have the answer, like, right away and be done with it instead of, I mean, instead of really taking the time and I under I can understand like, you know, if it's a, the parent of a child or the, per- the child themselves, like if they, f- you know, feel like they're suffering, obviously they don't want to prolong that. Same time, like I, you know, personally, I don't regret having waited, you know, as long as I did to do anything medically because, you know, I, I feel like it's right for me, you know, obviously, um, you know, speaking for myself, but uh, you know, I, I felt like I had to work through those, all of those different issues gradually, all the conflicting mental, emotional, you know, and physical issues. Um, Absolutely. Um, I also wanted to say, like, as far as like being a trans person of color, how that translates out into society, where, as you know, we both said, you know, or, you know, you started off and we both agreed on the LGBT community is inherently still very white and their experiences are of being trans are going to be different from people of color whereas we have to face two fronts of discrimination um you know one for our race one for our gender gender or sexuality um i would say a lot of times communities of color aren't so quick to be accepting of trans people now, I know that's a big statement to say, but it's not, um, I know there's a caveat or there's some, you know, exceptions, excuse me, you know, like there's some exceptions to it, but I would say overall, um, I would say specifically for the black community, um, we're not so quick to be accepting of maybe someone that is, you know, is queer, um, because it's different, you know, in their eyes, you know, whereas for us, it's just a matter of this is who we are. This is something that we didn't choose. We just grew into it. Um, and I think a lot of times, like when it comes to like trans people overall, regardless of race, it it's, it makes it seem like when we transition, it's almost like we are escaping, you know, like it's a cop out, you know, like, oh, you don't you know, for trans men, it's like, oh, you don't want to be a woman anymore because women are oppressed. So it's easier to be a man. So just transition. It's like, it's not that. Because I believe that both genders or everybody has problems, you know. So from the angle of, I think, communities of color, the Black community sometimes feels like, are you just trying to escape? Or are you not, you know, why don't you want to stay this way? Because, you know, it's safe, you know, like, just it's safe and I think a lot of times is sometimes being playing it safe isn't safe at all because imagine if I stayed as 
the gender that I was born as, I'd be inherently depressed, like completely depressed and unhappy. For who? Who was I trying to please? And I think a lot of times when it comes to the Black community, it's like be uh, being told, it's like, we go through enough already. Why would you want to change your gender? Why, like, why would you want to add more fuel to the fire, you know? Because they're thinking like, it's like we just woke up one day and was like, I'm going to be a man one day or I'm going to be a man today, you know? And it's like, it's not like that. It's it's more of, I am coming to terms that I am one. I know I was not like biologically born as one, but I am one, you know? And it's just coming to terms with that because I think the Black community, we still have a lot of problems, a lot. And I don't think we're ready to talk about to put trans being trans on the table. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, and th- this is an issue I've really have thought about for a long time since I was like first, uh, like trying to figure out my figure out myself, like at maybe sixteen or so when I identified as lesbian, and you know, I I remember feeling at the time like you know, uh, that I wasn't accepted by Black people, basically, or, you know, that was my perception. And so, in a way, I, like, gravitated towards uh, the LGBT community, because I felt like, oh, you know, I can't really be myself around um, around other Black people. But then, like, over time, I realized that, you know, there's other things at play there and it's it's still not as simple I mean even now like I'm in a I live in a place that's really really you know queer and trans accepting but it's also just super you know just incredibly like white middle class and like those two things really come up against each other and uh you know I end up again, feeling like I don't fit in, you know, with the LGBT, you know, the predominantly white LGBT community. So it's like, it's always, there's always that friction and it's, it's definitely hard to parse out. Um, and like, well, something I definitely wanted to like, uh, mention or talk about that you touched on about like, as far as gender goes, like transitioning yeah. to male, like, so a couple of years ago, you know, speaking of, of where I live, I live uh, in Seattle. For reference, I I was just waiting for this event to happen at a church in the neighborhood I lived in. And I was standing out just on the sidewalk in front of this church, just like smoking a cigarette. And all of a sudden, I see this uh, middle-aged white woman come out, like, and look at me from like, not, not close to me, but like, maybe yeah. 30, 40 feet away from like, close enough that I could see her and she could see me, but not like super close. And I, she like, I just kind of ignored her because I didn't know, you know, what she was doing. And then like, I hear her voice like drifting, you know, through the air towards me. And like, and I realize she's on the phone, like with the cops and she's like describing me. And I hear her saying that, uh, that uh, she was told to report someone who uh, had been banned from the church property, uh, and uh, that they had a weapon and I was like 
and I realize she's describing me and I'm like, I don't know what the hell is going on, but I'm not about to stand here and find out. Oh gosh. <laughs> and the cops yeah. show up and yeah. And I think about things like that and I'm like, so, um, you know, here, you know, I'm being perceived as, as a black male, you know, and I'm like seen as inherently threatening because of that. You know, if I was, if I was perceived as female, would this be happening? You know, would someone be calling the cops and thinking I was somebody else? And, you know, now my whole day is fucked up because I got to, like, run away from this scene because I'm not about to just stand around and wait for the cops to show up and they if they think yeah. I'm armed. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard. It's like, yeah, that contradiction of, like, oh, yeah, I'm in this super you know, queer, trans friendly place. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm being perceived as a black male in a super white area. And what good, right. what good does all that, you know, acceptance do if it's, you know, I don't want to end up being the next uh, person on Facebook getting murdered, basically. And, right. And uh, I, you know, I think honestly about like, um, as far as like being perceived as like a black male, um, in America, especially like where I live in the South, a very conservative, you know, the South will rise again kind of, you know, area. Um, I think, first off, like, I've had people say, like, why would you just stay as like a, you know, like a masculine woman? What, you know, it's, it's better, you know, you'll be, you don't want to be a black man in America because you don't want to be a hashtag. And I thought about that statement. And I was like, you know, I was like, I'm not going to listen to you because the thing is, is like, I know who I am and I'm not going to change. I'm not going to be what you want me to be because it's safe. I'm not here to make anyone comfortable, number one, right? And I think the other thing is, as far as the LGBT community and the Black community, where it's like, we don't know where we fit. It's like we're bouncing against, like, it's like a game of like tennis honestly we're going back and forth between the communities and we're just trying to find out okay where do we stand but i honestly think at this point at least for me um i maybe i'm not meant to fit in and i'm just going to create my own environment for me because i did try with the lgbt community and i saw a lot of racist and very prejudiced very ignorant statements being made for um just black people black queer people black trans people by other, you know, white trans people, but it was just now they're using race, you know? So it's like, they have to get you somewhere, right? Other thing is, um, yeah, I, like I said, though, I'm, I'm not here to make anyone comfortable. Like the, the easy thing would to be is like, stay as like my natural born gender and like make everyone happy, right? While being unhappy. Um, I know that if, transitioning like would cause me so much distress um it was like like put me in like a deep deep like if i if i did not transition or at least start it it would put me in a deep deep depression and it's something where i can't explain that to a cis person like you know what i mean like i feel like a lot of times even you know for the trans community it's kind of like we, we still like look up to like cis like rules like the cis normalities like we have to adhere to this right and it's like no i'm you know it's like we're still trying to feel like we have to please cis people 
right? And I'm not here to make anyone comfortable. I'm not here to make cis people be like, give me the thumbs up, you know? So I just said F it to everything and just went my own way. And it's it's been lonely, of course, but it's it's worth it. It's worth it's worth the sanity. Oh yeah. I totally totally connect with that because yeah i've spent years and years like trying to fit in with with one group or the other group i mean you know all kinds of different groups whether it's even like even based on like belief i mean i spent a few years as like this like diehard atheist like just hardcore anti-religion atheist and stuff and thought I, you know, would fit in there, didn't, and then tried to go back to religion and still didn't fit in with a surprise. Just like, and yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, it's hard to accept because I think there is like, there are, you know, evolutionary reasons why humans like to feel accepted. You know, I guess it, you know, it can, uh, it back in, you know, prehistoric times or even you know up till now it it can create cohesion and that can help people survive but you know at the same time like i've you know my my take on it is i've i wasn't given really that choice like i knew from like as far back as i can remember that i didn't fit in like i just never felt like i belonged whether it was because I went to a school that was all white kids and I was obviously not white or whether it was because, you know, when you would go to the store and there's a, everything's segregated by gender, you know, girls and boys clothes, girls and boys toys. And I was like, why does there have to be this, um, this discrepancy, you know, this discrepancy and division, like it never made sense to me. So, you know, it's like, I feel like I, I, in some ways it's easier for me to like accept that. Um, And so I wonder about people who, who maybe did feel like they fit in at one point and then like have to realize later. But for me, I'm like, I never fit in. And I mean, it still wasn't easy to like really truly live that truth. I think I always like knew what I wanted and didn't want but I didn't feel like I was worthy enough to really put that into action for myself and so I just spent so much time being depressed and I mean certainly like I wouldn't have uh, decided to take the medical route with transition if I thought there was any other option but I didn't I mean I realized that I didn't see a future for myself the way things were so I mean, for me, it was, I mean, it's, it can be cliche. I mean, I, you know, I hear a lot of people say that, but I mean, it was, yeah, I mean, it was almost like a life or death thing for me, you know? Yeah, same here. And I think for going back to like fitting in, I mean, evolutionary, I'm just assuming like for the prehistoric humans, it's like fitting in meant safety. It meant, you know, as far as like, you know, starting tribes and like-minded people, it meant safety, you know, felt belonging. And I think even it's transcended down till now. Like you want to feel like you're a part of something bigger than yourself. And when you can't fit that mold, you start to question like, is it me? Or is it like, is it me? Maybe I should change. Maybe I should like, you know, change I could fit in. And it's like, no, it's like trying to fit like a, like a, a cube into like or you know a square peg into like a hole it's just not gonna work and so 
I think it's honestly, it's a good thing not to fit in sometimes because it kind of forces you to learn more and more about yourself, you know, because I'm thinking, yeah, what if I did fit in, you know, would I be where I am today? I don't think so. Because if I fit in, then I would lose part of my, um, <clears throat> like I would lose a part of myself, like my personality. I wouldn't get to develop those things, you know, because I'm surrounded by all these people. And then it's like, you know, that saying where it's like, you're, you are like with the five people you hang out with, like your personality or who you are is based on like the five people you hang around with. So I wouldn't be the person I know that I am to be if I fit in and I don't want to. And I think as far as like being black and trans, we is like, I always say we're like a minority of the minority and we aren't being represented at least in a positive way still uh, as if like, it's a bravery for like when a white trans, you know, when a white person comes out as trans, it's like they're brave. When a black person comes out as trans, it's like, what happened? It had to be like trauma, you know what I mean? And for me, it was not trauma. It I had like a mom and a dad I had a pretty normal childhood for the most part, you know? And it just happened, you know, and no one should really have to question that, you know, like, are you really trans? And it's like, you know, you're valid. And I think growing up, I was never meant to feel like I wasn't valid. I, like I knew I was validated a lot, but in terms of like me saying like, maybe I'm not straight, maybe I'm not a girl then it started being like, uh, you know, I think it was like topics like that. It was hard to bring up with my family because then it's like, oh, you don't want to stir up problems, right? So it's like, I had to put a lot of that on the back burner. But um, I don't know if I can curse on here, but <laughs> um, I just said, fuck it. I don't care anymore. I got to do what I have to do, you know? <laughs> like, I, can, I know it, like, it, it was same here. Like I said, it, it, the HRT was a lifesaver because, in, you know, if I had another way to do it, I would. But um, I know I'm on the right track, you know, and who's not to say, like, maybe I'll stop, you know, um, taking hormones. But for the most part, I'm not going to stop it. It's uh, it's a blessing if you feel comfortable in your body. You know, like I always wondered what would like maybe I always wonder what does it feel like to just be like cisgender, like to actually be okay <laughs> with like parts of your body. Like I crave that feeling. Like I remember like I put on a dress when this, I had to be like 18. I knew I was like 18 or something or 17 and I put on a dress and um you know, I'm like taking pictures, you know, like awkward selfies or whatever. And I'm just like, eh, I felt disgusting. Like, I felt like I was a liar. That that was that feeling. Like, you know, like where you feel like you're a fraud. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I was like, no, that's not me. Like, I really, the more I tried to force myself. <laughs> and, and, and I emphasize the more I had to force myself into like, 
feminine roles. And, and, and just for the most part, there is like femininity isn't necessarily attached to gender, but I'm using it in the context of like gender right now. Like when I'm being fit into like traditional, trying to force myself to like traditional um, feminine roles, female roles was not, it felt, it was hell. And the more I tried to like say, maybe I'm just a woman, maybe I'm just a woman, maybe I'm just, you know, confused or whatever. And it dealt with a lot of suppression. And there's a time where I just thought like, maybe I was trans and I was lying to myself, right? And then I was like, dysphoria came back in, like knocking on the door, like, hey, you thought I left? <laughs> I'm right here. And then I was like, okay, I, I got to... I got to start taking the medical route because, um, I mean, it's one thing like dressing like in clothes that affirm your gender, you know, like, I mean, as far as when your clothing has no gender, but as far as wearing clothing that you feel matches to how your, your identity, um, it felt great, but I knew there had to be a change. Like I had, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but like I've had like hand dysphoria where I'm five foot three, by the way, so I'm my <laughs> I have I'm petite and stuff, but I'm kind of stocky now because I gained some weight. But I have small hands, and I'm looking at it. I'm like, are oh, they're gonna see like I'm a woman? Like you know what I mean? Like like you're going shopping, you hand your card to the cashier, and it's like they're gonna see my female hands, and it's just like, ah, oh, that does it. You know, it's it's little things like that. You know, oh, yeah. so I can't I can't live with that and. I was like, I'm going to take the hormones. And I get it. Results may vary. I mean, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, I may look like a lumberjack. That's, that's the goal here. But I may not. That's the thing. And But just knowing that I have tea, like, going through my system right now is has been a huge, like, sigh of relief. Yeah, I kind of think of that as, like... In terms of uh, just feeling a lot better. And well, first of all, I totally relate to the whole like, oh, God, they're going to see my hands. And yeah, I worried. Yeah. I spent I spent at least like 12 years doing that whole thing where I would. So like ba- when I was like 16, I cut my you know hair off from like a, you know, traditional female length to like a, you know, so-called men's cut and like. I would pass most of the time even just from that and like but then I would still always have these insecurities of like oh god you know is my voice getting too high do you know my arms look too feminine or they're gonna see how like I have no muscle on me and all these things like and most of the time I'm sure it was pretty much in my head and you know most people I mean I'm not gonna get into my whole like theory of uh people how certain people are able to like kind of read people better than others i was was thinking about that though like you read my mind but yeah yeah but for sure and then like the whole thing with like just even like you know not knowing what the outcome is going to be but even just taking the step of like having tea in your system compared to like i didn't i wasn't prepared for how different I would feel like, you know, not just not because of like obvious physical differences, but just emotionally and like mentally how 
different I did feel when I had like testosterone in my system versus the estrogen system. And uh, as far as like, uh, okay, now I blank. But yeah, I mean, as far as, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I really, you know, I, I went through, yeah, so I was saying like, I spent 12 years you know, feeling like, yeah, just dressing the part was, was going to satisfy me enough. And then, you know, over time it was like, I realized that no, I'm still miserable. And it's because, you know, a vast majority of my anxiety was caused by things related to social dysphoria, if not, you know, just general dysphoria and just for one. And also that it is, it is deeper than just like wearing clothes that I feel you know, fit me best, you know, it is the physical aspect and emotional aspects that are affected chemically, you know, that really makes a difference, at least I've found. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think just for us, like, to, you know, go the medical route and stuff, um, it's very, I guess that's how we know, like, we're on the right track, because I kind of think, I kind of feel like, for, and I'm kind of leading the conversation to like people that detransition, like for people that they just rush and go on hormones and not even think once that you're going to get some permanent changes. Certain things are going to happen body, you know, body wise as your, your body's going into like, what is this? You know, like if you're started with an estrogen based system now, it's like, it's a, it's a fight against E versus T. So you're going to emotionally feel different physically. So I really think that knowing that I, like I said, knowing that I have teeth in my, in my body is, I know that it's the right thing as for people that maybe are taking hormones and they're like, they're seeing like their face get hairy. For example, I'm, I'm talking about for like um, FTMs. I don't really know too much about MTFs, but like I was reading like some um and this is before it got like banned from Reddit, um, gender critical, I think, or it was like the D trans subreddit, I think. I think they got well, I don't remember the one that got banned from Reddit. Oh yeah, I think it was gender critical. Gender critical or something like that. And it was basically like uh most most of the people that detransitioned were um uh, trans men or female to male and you know they were saying like once you started seeing like the changes like they weren't happy like they weren't I feel like for them like they kind of wanted that like androgynous kind of look but they realized like the more that they were on it like their voices were getting deeper and deeper and then they started getting more dysphoric and I think that has to be another part of uh, that is something that we should have like more conversations about of okay now that you're actually on hormones how do you feel now like do you feel like this is good this is complete has your dysphoria lessened has it worsened so i mean for me it's it's like i remember when i got like my prescription for the first time Honestly, it was like I closed my eyes and I tried to open it and I'm like, is this real? Like, like I remember I was at the pharmacy and like 
the lady like gave it to me and she's like are you okay because I was like kind of tearing up <laughs> yeah so I was like yeah I was really excited you know so I was like I know I was doing the right thing but for some people to get hormones it's kind of like they're trying to fit into this category I don't know like I'm not trying to be a gatekeeper and I, I don't know if I'm coming off as that but it's just like really, really look into what you're doing before you make permanent changes and not trying to do it for like this aesthetic or because it's, uh, I hate to say it, but like transgender, like I don't like saying that word. It's very cringy, but it's the only word I can describe it where it's like trans, the topic of being trans is like a hot topic right now. So everyone wants to like get on the bandwagon, right? But no one's looking at like the other effects of this can literally tear your part, uh, life apart, like your family, your friends, everyone that you know, your job. That's pretty much why the most part <laughs> I chose to work from home because I could not deal with, you know, like working in a, a place where, you know, your customer service or anything like that. And just, I didn't want to deal with it. And so I'm very grateful I'm working from home. And plus, you know, with this pandemic and everything and, so it wasn't that difficult, you know, but uh, yeah, I think a lot of number one, looking to really make sure you know what you're doing, know the permanent effects, because I mean, even if I stop like transitioning, like medically wise, like um, I know certain things are going to come back, but I mean, that's something where I don't really want to think about, but I'm aware of it, you know, like I know that um, I may or may stop, but it doesn't make me not less, it doesn't make me less trans, if that makes sense. Like, um, but overall, I think that being transgender is not something I would want. Like, I, I don't know if this, it's like, I know I'm transgender, but I kind of wish I wasn't. I know that, I don't know how that comes off because it's the things that come with being transgender is very it sucks you know not everyone has that same experience but you know as maybe me but you know it, it, it's like it's a literally life-altering like your friends your family your work everybody knows and then especially like when you have to you know get documents changed and everything and they're looking at you they're looking at your papers and they're like what <laughs> and it's like are you like their brother and it's like no that's me and it's like oh, oh oh sorry you know the misgendering like i still get misgendered um my parents do mom but it's not something where it's out of hate you know they've you raise someone for 24 years, right? As one thing, and now, boom, you're saying, I'm actually this, you know, it's kind of, I'm more a little bit, I'm more understanding, you know? But anyone else, it's kind of like, I've told you time after, if I have to tell you like multiple times, I think you're just being an asshole and you know what you're doing. Growing up, I just drew pictures of like stick figures right like like a with a backwards hat and like pants and like wrote like boy on it and I was like that's me because I couldn't see myself as that so I like drew like little stick figures of like who I knew I was meant to be you know 
Like I remember just like going to bed, like sleeping like on my like on my stomach, hoping that I woke up with like a flat chest. <laughs> and then I did it and then it was just another nightmare. But Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when you were talking about, like, the wearing the dress thing, it reminded me of how, like, I always hated getting my picture taken my whole life. Like, never once liked it. And I would, like, always just feel disappointed at how, when I would look at the picture after, like, just feel like it, you know, didn't fit me for some reason. Like, it just felt wrong. And I was just never happy with it, you know. I was never one who had, like, I grew up in the MySpace days, and I like had one picture of myself because I was like I have to but I you know I totally didn't take a selfie like 10 times a day because I didn't like how I looked I felt like you know I just never connected with my body at all and like you said like I sometimes yeah I feel like you know I totally got cheated out of a lot of things because it's like I don't know what it's like to have just to have that feeling of like connectedness within your body and like to feel like you're you match inside with like the outside you know the physical aspects and that's had a lot of negative you know ramifications for me so it's like yeah yeah I definitely it's 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 a journey It, it can be a painful journey um but you know no one's life is easy I mean I would you know, even I'm thinking like, even if I wasn't trans, like there would still be problems, you know, it's just like, unfortunately, due to the society that we're, we're in right now, being trans, especially being like a trans person of color, it's, it's just a little bit more pressure. You almost feel like our, especially for trans men, like black trans men, I'm, it's almost like we don't really exist in terms of like media representation at all. And if we do, we're not really shown that much in a good light. And it just like, unfortunately how cisgender black men are shown, you know, it's like, Oh, you're a black trans guy, but you're still a black guy. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, there's no, there is no kind of safe space, unfortunately, I would say, for in, in America. I can't speak for anywhere else in, you know, the world. I mean, I, I, I'm assuming that there, there's anti-blackness, like, globally. But, like, in America, they're making it pretty known how they view black people. And um, I think then being trans is just like okay well it's just a little bit more hectic or it's a little bit more pressure but i wouldn't choose it any other way because i'm finally coming into terms with my body i'm finally um i feel more at home i think that's the main goal for most trans like most of us as trans people we just want to feel at home with our body and that's it there, there's nothing else you know there's no underlying reasons. You know, we're not trying to escape. We don't hate ourselves in terms of like, I mean, yeah, maybe like with dysphoria, but like it wasn't really, it really, I started when I started to love myself more and more. That's when I started like transitioning. Like I came out because I chose to love myself and not to hide. 
I'm not escaping. I'm becoming. You know, so. <laughs> That's what I would have to say for that as far as, like, just being trans in general, but specifically being black and trans facing racial injustice, dealing with racial injustices, discrimination, all that for race, gender, and sexuality. Yeah, I think that's really well said. And uh, yeah, I feel the same way. And it took me like, you know, a long, a long time and a lot of like pain to get to that place. But, you know, so I just feel glad that I like got to it, you know, and that I have the opportunities that I have like to even be able to uh, you know, transition at all instead of, you know, feeling bad that I couldn't do it when I was 12 or 14 or 16 or whatever, you know. It's, it I could... didn't even know what trans was at that age. Like, I didn't even know what it was. Like, I've heard of the only kind of trans people, like, I've heard of was, like, you know, like, on the Maury show, but that was, like, God, it, it was almost like they were treating trans people as like a sideshow like for like a circus event you know like it was not in a good light like growing up if if i did see anyone that was like trans or queer it was never in a good light and yeah it was and then seeing like a queer person of color like shown in a good light in the media i never got any of that growing up i grew up kind of in a myspace era Oh, yeah, too. And it was it was just non-existent. All right. So I guess uh, it was great being on here. I, I'm looking forward to the next podcast episode. All right. Well, thank you for joining me for this you know, really interesting topic. I really appreciate <laughs> Glad to it. Be here. All right. Anytime. Take care.